Hello, hello, hello. Today is Friday, April 7th, 2023, episode number 304. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with just Jules Jones today. How is everyone doing? Uh, Kat had, has really been taking care of Pedro and is getting him to walk around and all of those things and is making incredible progress. And it being the weekend, the holiday weekend, it was really one of those things we probably should have called Friday and said, hey, we're not going to do a show on Good Friday. Happy Good Friday to all of you. But as things have it, we decided to take Monday off. So just so everyone is aware, Monday, we will not be doing the show. So that's just a caveat into all of that. However, I will be doing my show. And so you can join me over there. And that's Political Rendezvous. If you're interested in joining, that would be wonderful. We would certainly love to have you. It's Jules Jones Live. And you we do it every single Saturday. We spill tea with the gyms. And and it is it starts at three o'clock and we just finish when we finish although since it's a holiday weekend and everybody is going to be with their friends and family i don't think we're gonna go uh eight hours just a little spoiler alert for you all so yes you can join me over there on a political rendezvous we have a great time we do deep dives and everything else and we would love to have you so if you are not a member of that channel yet it's on rumble and it's jules jones live and it is a political rendezvous and that is just what we do so i wanted to get that out of the way thank you so much we are overwhelmed by your support for pay Pedro and for the show and everything that you do. I, seriously, I don't think we could ever thank you enough. And the gifts that you all are sending all of us, I'm going to go into some of those a little bit later because they are so touching and they just mean the world to both of us. If you would like to support... I'm getting the business out of the way first, our business, our personal business um, at the front of the show instead of at the back of the show, because by the time we finish reporting on all of this craziness that's going on, I, I, I don't know, just lose track of time and forget to mention things, but just wanted to thank you all for your support for Pedro. If, if you are wanting to support him, please make sure you, you can do that over on Cat Turd's page. I love catturd.com and you can buy merchandise. I have nothing to do with that end. Um, all the merchandise proceeds will go to him and to the dogs and everything else. This is completely separate. And I just want to make sure that if you want to donate to that cause, that he's able to get all of it. So you can do that by visiting ilovecatturd.com. Again, any merchandise. The book is awesome. I've read it twice, Rabbit Skin. It's phenomenal. So buy a book. That would be probably the best thing that you can do. I apologize for not getting to every single person and being able to respond to all of the DMs. It has been crazy over here with the show. I'm not kidding. I don't know what happened over the last couple of weeks, but it just blew up on us. And so I guess I can thank you for all of that because you really are doing a wonderful job of getting the word out on the show. So thank you 
for everything that you do for us here. Trust me, we are very aware that it's happening because of you all. All right, so we have named the show today Trans Women Are Conmen. And that should probably fluff up a few feathers. I would go ahead and ask that we have our moderators be on the lookout because this caused quite a stir. But aren't they? I mean, aren't they really? We're dealing with a situation now where it's becoming dangerous. And if you do not address somebody who wants to be addressed as a male, they are going to turn on you and attack you. A perfect example, and it is just an awful thing to actually even see, is what happened to Riley. Riley Gaines was completely threatened yesterday, and it was a horrible situation. And it's just going to get more violent. I mean, you're talking about men attacking women. Effing, mm, I'm not even going to start off with those words. You know I don't cuss. I try not to. Former NCAA champion swimmer Riley Gaines was assaulted by a man in a dress, was held hostage by angry mob after giving speech on saving women's sports in San Francisco. I mean, are you kidding? When you see what happened to this woman, it is horrible. It is absolutely horrible horrible to watch it's bad enough with the woke companies and what they're doing to to go ahead and promote the idea but it's even worse when someone is in a very dangerous situation this happened in san francisco i mean she was actually physically assaulted all right so uh, former ncaa swimming champion and outspoken women's rights advocate riley Gaines was ambushed and physically assaulted in a psychopathic trans by a psychopath i mean completely out there trans activist that was there after she gave her speech on protecting women's sports in san francisco state university there are a couple of different things we can go about this to fix this problem and we've talked about it briefly on the show one is quit competing altogether just stop just don't do it at all or ask your husbands brothers and your boyfriends to go ahead and just sign on up and then it can just destroy it just completely destroy it because what are the guidelines for actually participating just because you said so we're going to just take your word for it that you're trans just get rid of it all together we can start anew there are a lot of people that would like to see that actually happen because you've got all of the corporate sponsors that are trying to normalize this and it's not normal women should be able to compete against women so it's either we just boycott it all together or we just flood the leagues and everything else women's sports with men and give the trans something to get up next to right get up against so those are two things that I thought of I I don't know but I, I cannot see women being successful in this situation especially when you've got corporate america on board and just rubbing it in our faces there's nothing cute there's nothing fun about this they hate us i don't know why probably because we can actually have children i have no idea what the beef is but it's bad and it's only going to get worse if we try to normalize this 
There isn't anything normal about it. So quit trying to act like there is. And the whole politically correct situation, no, that's not going to work either. I refuse to tiptoe and try to normalize this or give them like they've been victimized in some way. No, the victims here are women. We are being set back decades as a result of something like this. And to hear it from leftist women and see them on board with some of this is ridiculous. I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play into that hand. So the attack was vicious. The crowd proved it was so terrifying for Gaines that she was barricaded in a third floor room for almost three hours. Can you imagine that? That's called kidnapping. She should be filing charges against the school and anybody else that came into contact with her. Here's the video of Gaines being held hostage. The activists demanded money for her release. I kid you not. And what we're hoping to do is to keep things peaceful. And Make her lose her flight. I mean, it's ridiculous. Who are these people? Okay. Tell her to pay us. Tell her to pay us and then she can go. Ten bucks each. Because she probably got paid for this shit, so we could get paid for it too. On a public campus that we have So what's the end goal here? We're cooperating, so what's next? So So they need to do their job. We created a path. I can't speak to all of you when we're over talking to each other. We're not going to hear each other. Don't let her hold! They know. You don't have to you. There's a difference. So, what we want to do is maintain what we're doing right now. And, and as the speaker assists, we can continue our conversations. There are no conversations that need to be had. You're actually holding somebody hostage, okay? All of these people, all of these students need to be identified, and they need to be charged, and they need to be kicked out of the schools, okay? I'm sorry. You cannot continue to applaud this kind of behavior. The schools actually are encouraging this and you can't allow it to happen. I would never, if I had kids, I would not send them to a university at all like this. I mean, this is the wrong message that's being sent. I mean, you look at all of these these different organizations and on a dime and on a whim, they will call everybody up on an app and they will make sure that they have them on call, ready to protest, ready to activate and get to whatever location. This is complete intimidation and they are trying to drown out free speech. It's only going to get worse. And it did. Things actually escalated. And here you go. I'm coming, I'm good, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good.
It's ridiculous. It is going to continue unless something is done about it. I have always said, hey, have your own league. I think it's really great. If that's really what you want to do, if you want your own league, have it. Have at it, right? Have an open league. So if you want to compete against women and they want to compete against men, then make it happen. Happens all the time with mixed doubles and everything else. I mean, that's why we do that in tennis. So we can have a male and a female compete against a male and a female. Great. Let's see how that works out. But to go ahead and invade a sport that is already for women and have men take the titles from women, I mean, it's not going to work. So we've got a lot of work to do as a society. Obviously, we need to find out who is putting on these shows, right? And what I mean by shows are these apps where these students know to congregate and to intimidate when they hear that a conservative is going to speak because there's somebody behind all of that. And if the rumors are true, it's the same people that we've all heard about and know about. And so we need to get a handle on this. In fact, if you want to know a bombshell, spoiler, here we go. Okay, So we have got the left working overtime, just so you know. It's a bombshell revelation. A lot of you know about this already, so it may be old news to you. Anybody that has been paying attention for any amount of time, they know that what we're up against here. Well, the bombshell is that the State Department's GEC, Soros's Open Society, the EU and the UK are funding the disinformation index and it's a pseudo nonprofit that blacklists conservative news from online advertisers. Now if you wonder about what happens over there with uh, George Soros and the World Economic Forum, you see how they have got partners, right, that they are engaged with on a regular basis. And so you have things like this that are going on behind the scenes. They are able to collect money. I mean, they, they fundraise all of the time. We're starting to find a little bit more about these fundraising situations where people are donating incredible amounts of money and they're in their late 80s and you're starting to put together the dots that no, they, they aren't funding these elections at all. It's a complete scam. It's a money laundering scheme. Um, and you have got O'Keefe's media group who is reporting on all of this stuff and busting them left and right for all the shenanigans. But we are really under attack and our constitution is under attack. So here you go, unmasking the disinformation index, the pseudo nonprofit that blacklists conservative news from online advertisers. All right. So the Constitution's First Amendment allows freedom of expression from government regulations or restrictions. In other words, no censorship. The fourth estate terms, it describes the news media that is the watchdog over the government. The amendment extends free speech to the independent media that delivers news and investigative journalism to the general public. Only a free press based on truth and transparency can effectively criticize and expose the government's potential or actual wrongdoings. Well, the public is awakening to social media censorship. And this is Twitter and Facebook. 
We've all been victims of all of this. We have lived it. We have breathed it. We have been under attack since the very beginning. I happen to believe that Hillary Clinton has been the one that has carried this torch this entire time. This is on her. She actually targeted me and 200 other people, had us banned, was trying to dox us, had all of these studies and articles that would link directly to our accounts. And that was the end. We were shadow banned from that point forward. We weren't able to be on other social media platforms. It followed us everywhere. She blames you and me for her loss to Donald Trump in 2016. Still, okay, the woman has not gotten over it, nor will she ever. So when she talks about what she wanted to do after 2016, and you hear her say in an interview that she wants to be the CEO of Facebook, you should believe her when she says it, because that's exactly what she wanted to do. She wanted to take over the entire conversation so that she would win, that she would never, you know, have the, what happened with Donald Trump ever happen. And she has serious problems. I, I think it was very kind of President Trump only to call her Crooked Hillary. A lot of people were calling her a lot worse, and, and you know what that is. So I'm not going to say that here because we do have to keep it kind of civil. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's what we've been up against. And as soon as Hillary realized that she was going to lose and did lose, she recognized the conversations that we were all having in open forum, and that means on social media, that that's what actually helped her lose. We got the information out. We had the goods on Hillary Clinton. She wasn't running on a platform at all. She just wanted you to vote for her so that she could break the glass ceiling. Imagine a person like that. I mean, how vain must you be in order to think that people are just going to vote for you just because of that, just because you're a woman? I don't think that that's the case at all. As a woman, I can honestly say that I, I was like, well, show me what it is that she's running on. And when there was nothing other than glass ceiling and I heard President Trump and all of his policies, she made it really easy for me not to to vote for her. So we've got an issue going on here. So now you, we had the years in the dark. We had social media that basically turned the lights off with anyone that had a conservative opinion or voice. You're learning about all of that through the Twitter files. One of the greatest things, in my opinion, that ever happened was when Elon Musk started turning over those files to the public to read for themselves. It was confirmation that all of this, that all of it was happening. So it has only confirmed what we already knew and were talking about. They got rid of everybody. Think about that. They got rid of the President of the United States before he left office. Let that sink in. And prominent other conservatives. They were just going to do whatever it, it was to make sure that there was never a dissenting opinion. And they're doing that now, and they're doing that still. 
So now that we know all of that, they are extreme bias of prominent media outlets, the New York Times promoting and supporting the federal and state government narratives and totalitarian behavior, an emerging and highly destructive new strategy is blacklisting independent conservative media to defund them of advertising revenue leading to their financial demise. Think about this. We can do the same thing. Now, I tell you what the left is doing, but there is no reason why we shouldn't be out there doing exactly the same thing. And we are. We're boycotting Nike. We're boycotting all of the different companies that are putting transgenders on instead of women. I mean, I can't even believe we got to this point, but we have. So it can work both ways. And guess what? I have a newsflash for all of you. We are the majority. We are the working class. And we are the busy bees. So if we all collectively get together and start doing this against the left and the woke, we will win this fight. We absolutely will win this fight. So the mission of the Disinformation Index, DI, in respect, with its UK parent organization, Disinformation Index, LTD, GDI is what they're going by, is to defund... conversation online news sites with claims of alleged disinformation. So the disinformation focus is the LBGT climate denial, election fraud, illegal immigration, the Russia-Ukraine border conflict. Uh, You've got the abortion, the Biden family's foreign business dealings, and anti-vaccine content. The organizations invert facts and truth to create an adversarial and political political narrative. Their rating system creates a blacklist shared with major advertising companies and advertising exchanges, including Google and Microsoft, to shut down disfavored speech by defunding advertising. These companies contract with GDI, DI for information on who to target for defunding. When comparing GDI's risk resources, the bias is highly apparent, and it is. When you start looking at the low risk, all right, so GDI's lowest risk, you got NPR, AP, New York Times, you got ProPublica, you've got Insider, USA Today, the Washington Compost, as I like to call it, Huffington Post, you got the Huff Post, you've got BuzzFeed News, the Wall Street Journal. It shouldn't surprise you at all. Then the highest risk sources, okay, here they are, the American Spectator, Newsmax, The Federalist, The American Conservative, OWN, right? You, you know what OWN has been through as well. Blaze Media, The Daily Wire, Real Clear Politics, Reason, and The New York Post. All of these are on their high post. And you can see why. I mean, look at what they did to The New York Post. You remember the Hunter Biden story? So those are the things they honestly do not want you talking against, right? Climate denial, election fraud, illegal immigration, the Russia-Ukraine border conflict, the abortion issue, the Biden family's foreign business dealings, and anti-vaccine content. There you have it. That's what they're upset about. That is what they're going to target, and that's what those little tiny algorithms are going to get you for. If you talk about any of these things in a negative way, 
guess what? There you go. You're going to make it on a list. And if you do not think that there aren't lists that don't just include, uh, you know, big corporations or media outlets, there are. There are individual lists that are put out there of people on Twitter, influences, influencers on Twitter. Cat Turd is one. I am one. The Mighty 200 are one. We're all on these lists. You've seen them circulate. And they will do anything and everything they can to destroy you and to wipe your voice out and completely away. That's why I'm a big supporter of Elon Musk. I don't agree with everything that he says or does. I really don't. I think he's a genius. I think he is incredible in his own right. But do I agree with everything? No, not at all. But I love what he did with Twitter. A billionaire's boy toy is what he did. He took that away from the left. They were running amok over there. We weren't on there, weren't allowed to be. You had a whole wipeout of the voices. And now all of a sudden, everybody is coming out. Everybody is coming back. We are able to be seen. We are able to be heard. There are some glitches. There are some moles. I would not disagree with all of that. But what I am saying is it is a step in the right direction. And it is good. It is a good step. Because where we were before he actually bought the company wasn't good at all. But we were doing something about it. And so when things like that happen, we have to recognize the good that we did. As a response, we got Gap, we got Getter, we got Truth Social, we got Rumble. Because we're busy. We're builders. We always have been builders. So that's all good. And we'll continue to build. We will have a parallel economy that is going to thrive and survive and outdo the left and all of their negativity in about mm, a couple of years, I would say, would be able to accomplish this if we stay the course. And we must. We absolutely must. All right. So according to its IRS determination letter, DI operates in Long Island City in New York. DI's covert sibling charity, AN, it's an AN foundation. It shares the same address and mission statement. Danny Rogers serves as the CEO of both organizations. The organizations are Delaware corporations to hide the director's identities and protect them from personal liability. DI and AN Foundation are headquartered in San Antonio to avoid filing their legal documents and tax returns with the New York State, including required audited financial statements. Isn't that interesting? Neither organization is registered with the New York State uh, Charities Bureau violating New York's charity law. Mm, I wonder if they're going to do the exact same thing to them as they do to President Trump and his tax returns. I mean, you want to talk about a completely two-tiered justice system. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. And it's only going to get worse before it gets better. But there, we've got a plan moving forward, and I'm feeling real good about it. A Washington, D.C. law firm responded to an online request for DI's current 990 tax return by requiring a payment for the PDF tax return and sending the payment to DI's San Antonio address. AN Foundation ignored 
a request for its tax return. The address is shared office space that rents workplace by the month. The manager informed me that DI and AN Foundation are not the renters, but use the service that forwards their mail to an Oregon address. The two charities are also not registered with the state of Texas. This is a full-blown operation. <laughs> All right, so DI sent certified mail to the 2021-990 return, which was redacted to hide identities. The postage stamp was New York City. The zip code was 10017. Evidence that it is operating in New York State. Amazing. I, I, I love this, and I love the reporting by the Gateway Pundit because not only do they follow these stories and they break them, but they never let go. So we will see updates to this original story. Trust me, going forward, they will have a lot of, of different pieces that they will put out that will be a follow-up to this one. And that's why I just support their work like I do because they're really good and they're like a dog with a bone. They're not going to let go, <laughs> kind of like all of us. All right. So in a podcast on the Safety Tech podcast last year, you had Claire Melford, GDI CEO, who discussed its strategies for defunding conservative websites. She stated that the Gateway Pundit was on the GDI's exclusion hit list, which led to advertising companies and Google not monetizing its content. That is absolutely what they've been doing. They've been doing that with everyone. You have the Gateway Pundit appearing regularly in GDI's weekly tracker. GDI has scrubbed the weekly tracker reports from its website. However, below is an example from the Wayback Machine on the 2020 election fraud. The Wayback Machine link includes numerous weekly research lists that target leading conservative websites like Breitbart News, American Thinker, Fox Nation, and World News Daily. Does this surprise anyone? It doesn't me. I mean, we it, this has happened both with individuals and then also companies. So it's the same old deal. Then you've got, so here's the picture here. You can see it. State Department funding. The Washington Examiner reported that that U.S. taxpayer-funded National Endowment for Democracy and State Department's Global Engagement Center during 2020 and 2021 funded 665000 to UK GDI, funds used domestically to defund conservative websites. Other high-profile funders are George Soros's Open Society and the European Union and the United Kingdom. The foreign governments, they have an adverse influence with the freedom of the press. Could DI be considered an agent for foreign governments and be required to register under the Foreign Agents Registration Act? That is FARA. You know, there are a lot of people that should be in there and, and should be registered under FARA. They absolutely should. In fact, the Ministry of Truth, Nina Yankovic, just did it because she absolutely, and she did it as part of the UK because she's doing so much business with them. Imagine that. Now we're talking about the United, see the connection there with the United Kingdom. And then you've got Nina, who they were going to put in there as the Ministry of Truth. 
don't worry, I'm not going to upset you with the Mary, scary Poppins videos of hers. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you today, I promise. But that's what we're up against here. They have been collectively working together to make sure that there isn't another side left. There is no opposing voice. I mean, a model in which they are using is China. You know that. A model for COVID, both China and Australia. Another model is Canada. Another model is the Ukraine. They are not allowing for opposition at all. And they want to bring that here to this country. And they are. Whether you notice it or not, most of you do because you've been paying attention, but a lot of people don't recognize that that is the absolute ultimate goal. They want to create this regime and they are acting like a mob. This is a cartel. When you think about the things that we know just about Biden and Biden's family alone, it's enough to shock people. I mean, it really is. The man, with with everything that has happened, he should not only be impeached like way long time ago, but he should be up on charges. Absolutely. A lot of people say that some of his efforts borderline treason. And I would agree. So the pseudo charities, DI and the AN Foundation are pseudo nonprofits founded and controlled by the GDI parent organization, which is also a pseudo charity. And they serve as feeder funds to finance GDI operations. GDI and DI are intertwined by sharing key employees, same people. A website, a rating database, and international partnerships with a mission to obstruct the freedom of the press. Is this a violation of the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act RICO as well? All kinds of shady things going on. DIAN Foundation failed to legally organize and operate as nonprofits. They are, in fact, de facto for profit businesses and should be subject to federal and New York corporate income taxes. Their efforts to prevent conservative speech go against the, con- the constitutional rights of conservative media. In that it's just fascinating, especially since you have Elon Musk who decided to slap a state-run tag on NPR and they pretty much melted and almost lost their mind. They want people at first glance to consider them to be non-biased. But with the way this whole country is going, we get it. Everybody gets it. It's just one big show and we're just a part of it. We're just watching this stuff happen. So in other breaking news from yesterday, this happened. And of course, you've got this whole mob that's coming up. It really kind of reminds me of Lebanon in a way where you've got all of these militia groups that are starting to rise. And so you really don't have one power. And they're giving this power to the trans community. Isn't it a little awkward that the last couple of attacks have happened with the trans community? Are they setting this thing abuzz and then... You've got the White House who is virtue signaling, oh no, we're in your corner. They're not talking about the attacks on Christians. They're not talking about the attacks on women. They are focused on protecting this group that is highly disturbed, mentally ill, and 
are continuing to not not at all say, hey, you know what? We condemn these acts. This is not something that we support. On the contrary, you're getting a completely different message. It is so beyond bizarre. I feel like we're living in a twilight zone. And any moment, someone's going to say, hey, um, Jules, that really wasn't real. That was some kind of weird dream. Some Something happened. I don't know. Some glitch. I have no idea, but that's how I feel sometimes because I can't even believe it's happening either. So you've got the the breaking news from yesterday. The identity of transgender terrorist is released. The suspect arrested one week after Nashville shooting, planned to bomb middle school and shoot students. Think about this. Who would want to do something like this? So just one week after a transgender mass shooter, killed six people at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. Another male-to-female transgender person had a mass shooting plot foiled by police in Colorado Springs. Kid you not. The shooter was 19 years old. The name of the shooter was William Whiteworth, and it was laid out in extensive plans to plant bombs at and shoot students at Timberview Middle School in Colorado Springs brings what kind of person would do something like this all right whiteworth mapped out a floor plan of timberview middle school and expressed violent intent towards his sister causing her to call the police who arrested whitworth shortly after and here's a picture of this person the trans terror update attempted shooter Arrested in Colorado Springs before carrying out the attack, William Whitworth, who identifies as Lily and uses she, her pronouns, was arrested after reportedly, after reported by family, cops found manifesto and bomb making materials. We should absolutely have the manifestos. I don't understand why anybody would keep something like that from the public. It would explain a lot of what is going on. Unless, of course, they don't want us to know. And why would that be? Because you've got a group, a community that is pushing these people to do it. And then you've got a you've got the drugs that they're taking for these transitions. You've got the schools that are are continuing to make people believe that they are a victim and that they are special and that nothing will happen to them. You've got the the White House even, who is up there on the podium doing the exact same thing, acting as if, you know, this is normal behavior and that they are going to protect them at any cost. Listen to to Pierre. I mean, she's just ridiculous at the White House. She's like, we have your back. I played a little bit of this yesterday. LGBTQI plus kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. And we have their back. This administration has their back. So what is that telling people? I mean, they just, they have been attacking people, Christians. You've got children under the age of 10 years old that have been attacked. You have adults without any rhyme or reason. Well, there's a plan here, Stan, if you want to know my opinion. And that is they want to attack both things. Religion, Christians, and 
so that's one. And then they also want to make sure that you are not able to carry a gun. They're going after your Second Amendment. You know this. The gun didn't do it. The person, the shooter did. And that is what we are faced with today going forward. And, and we've got a lot of work to do, but we're doing it. Don't think for one second we're not. You have got this report out. John Rich, you've got Travis Tritt. They have boycotted Anheuser-Busch following Kid Rock's lead after viral video. And it is marvelous. I think this is the best news ever. They are using their platforms and they are getting the message out that no, this whole wokeness, this craziness is not going to work. And goodbye, days of Bush, uh, never again. And anybody that is drinking a a Bud Light now, I'm going to just think of you as, you know, that group. (laughs) Sorry, but I won't be able to see you any differently. Um, So you've got Kid Rock who took a stand on the beer giant Anheuser-Busch over its partnership with a transgender social media influencer and some country stars are following his lead and this is big this is really big they're not even messing around they're not hesitating for a second this is exactly the shot no pun intended or maybe it was that we all needed because you gotta you gotta take a stand and you can't hesitate with what we're dealing with with these people Let me tell you something, nothing is off the table. And so you've got John Rich, he took to Twitter to ask his more than 900,000 followers, what beer should my bar at RNR Barnash in Nashville replace Bud Light with? And (laughs) he's asking everyone, hey, give us your favorite beer. And that's the thing, people are boycotting and they are not They're not filling their orders anymore. They're cutting them off. Let me tell you something. When I say it works both ways, which was how we started talking, and we've talked about how the left is trying to silence us, we can do it too, and we can do it better than anyone else. So regardless of this crazy person, all right, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre accusing Americans who oppose transgender measures of contributing to LGBTQI plus kids considering suicide. Yes, she actually went there. No, th- this is not on the American people. To even say something like this is outrageous. It blew my mind when I heard it. So you have White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre on Thursday directly accused Americans who oppose transgender measures of contributing to LGBTQI plus, I didn't know when we got the I, but there's an I now, kids considering suicide. Corinne Jean-Pierre denounced laws preventing transgenders, biological males, from competing against females passed by GOP-controlled legislators. She also said laws banning children from seeking gender-affirming surgeries or puberty blockers, castration, okay, are dangerous. This has been one of the worst weeks of 2023 in terms of anti-LGBTQ bills becoming law. This is dangerous and dangerous attack on the rights of parents to make the best health care decisions This is what Corrine Jean-Pierre stood up there and said yesterday. And she is talking about, let me tell you something. This has been a horrible couple of weeks when you start considering the fact that you have got these transgenders who are holding people like Riley Gaines in 
hostage at events. You've got manifestos. You've got two shooters that have come out in the last two weeks who are attacking Christian schools and attacking children. Let me tell you something. The attack, I, I don't see anything happening to LGBTQI plus kids. If anything, I'm seeing nothing but a protection against them and their mentally ill, their, their mental illness and an attack on us instead. I don't care if you want to wear a dress. I live in LA. I see men in dresses all the time, all the time. I see them with long fingernails. I see them wearing high heels. You know, they, they, some of them, it's very difficult, in fact, to really tell the difference until you're looking for certain things. You know what I'm talking about. So yes, it's common here. And that's fine. You do you. But do not put this on our kids. Do not act like this is a, like they deserve a trophy or or a pat on the back for, for being this or not being that or coming out as one thing and not the other. Don't confuse them anymore during this hard time in their life. This is nuts. So Corinne Jean-Pierre accused Americans who oppose transgender measures of contributing to LGBTQ considering suicide. I I honestly cannot imagine anybody saying anything so horrible ever. I know that these political attacks can really take toll on on people's mental health. So I want to say directly to LGBTQI plus kids, you are loved just as you are, just the way you are. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you call 988, the National Crisis Hotline, and dial the number three to talk to a counselor who has been specifically trained to support LGBTQI plus kids. What about the number for all of those children that just witnessed an attack from a woman who walked in to their school and shot up their classmates? What exactly is the White House doing about that? What are they doing about the violence that they are that they are condoning? They have never disavowed it. Can you imagine if something like this would have happened with President Trump? That's all I can ever say to people is just look at the difference. All right, so this is moving on into the U.S. Supreme Court. They rule that transgender students, bio-males in West Virginia, can compete against female athletes. Now, before you go totally aggro on me, I felt the exact same way. Just know that it's going to be readdressed, but the U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday ruled that transgender students, biological males, can, con- can compete against female sports teams. Now, this is where you start tagging all of your representatives and you start letting them know how you feel about this. If you're in West Virginia, even better. Make sure you start ringing their phones off the hook and make sure that you're tagging them on social media. They can't stand when you use your voice. That's why they're trying to make sure you can't. (laughs) So use it while you can. All right. The high court rejected an emergency request from West Virginia to lift an appeals court injunction. The transgender athlete will be able to compete against females until the appeals court makes a decision. The case could still end up back in the Supreme Court. Justice Alito and Thomas dissented. So the Supreme Court on Thursday rejected an attempt by West Virginia to prevent a transgender student from participating in 
girls' sports. As a result, a law enacted in 2021 called the Save the Women's Sports Act cannot be enforced against 12-year-old transgender girl Becky Pepper Jackson while litigation continues. So while that's going on, it cannot be enacted. Now, two of the court's conservative justices, and you have Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas, noted that they would have granted the application. Alito, in a brief opinion, faulted over, um, faulted a lower court for failing to explain its reasoning. This is a procedural te- uh, setback, but we remain confident that when this case is ultimately determined on the merits, we will prevail. This is according to West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, a Republican, and that was his statement on the matter. So they, it hasn't gone anywhere, but if you start getting active, again, we have to use our voices. We have got to mobilize. We have got to get serious. We have got to have a, ga- a ground game. We can't put it all on the, sol- the shoulders of President Donald Trump. Let me tell you something. I know we're all waiting for that big race, but we have got obstacles in our way every single day that we have got to overcome. And every single time one of these things come up, your voice is necessary. You picking up the phone and dialing your representative is necessary. And it is something you can do and in the comfort of your own home. So make sure that you're involved and engaged, not just listening to shows. Make sure after the show, just go and, and call your representative and say, hey, what's going on with this? What are you guys doing about it? What's your plan, Stan? We want to make sure that you are the right person to continue representing us because these issues matter to us. And when you start doing that, when you start calling their offices, they recognize that there is a whole force that is building up around a lot of these issues and that you're going to say something about it and that they may not get reelected as a result of it. So finally, after all of this, you have Biden who mentions the Nashville shooting to defend Democrats and who were expelled from Tennessee legislature. That's what he used his voice for, right? He finally brings it up. So Slow Joe has been very slow to respond to the shooting of six people by a transgender radical in Nashville last week. He finally mentioned it, but only used it to defend the two Democrat lawmakers expelled from the Tennessee legislature from, for participating in the mob at the state's capitol. Imagine that. Now, you remember what happened the last time a group of people entered a capitol on the Republican side, right? Well, they haven't even, their civil rights were completely disregarded. Most of them have been sitting in a cell rotting for two years now. They have rights and they are being ignored. So the fact that they're getting all a buzz over this is it lets you know, again, another example of a two-tier justice system. He finally mentioned what happened in Nashville but it was only used to defend the two Democrat lawmakers who were expelled from the legislature in Tennessee for participating 
in the mob at the state's capital. Apparently, some insurrections are more equal than others. You wonder which ones those are. So here he is. Joe Biden angrily responds to Tennessee Republicans expelling Democrat lawmakers that led a mob into the Tennessee Capitol building. Is Joe Biden saying that Democrats are perfectly okay with insurrectionists if they benefit in their own agenda? Uh, that's the message that I'm getting loud and clear. I mean, here they are taking over. If these, and this is from Tom Bazil, who says, if these GOP lawmakers who personally led a riot on the floor of the chamber in a blue state, Biden would call it an insurrection, extremism, and demand action. Hashtag Tennessee legislatures should be applauded for this. Absolutely. Unbelievable. It just goes to show you. I mean, it confirms everything we know, but we have to start doing more. So you've got Johns Hopkins psychiatrist who says transgender is a mental disorder, sex change, biologically impossible, of course. I mean, they're not going to be able to have children. We, we know exactly that you were born in the body that you were given by God. And okay, so you can mess with it all day long, but it's not going to change the fact of who you are. And the fact that they are confusing children at such an early age lets you know that there are going to be problems down the road. I've seen the stories about people that in their when they're going through puberty, where they go and they take all of these drugs, and now they can't take it back. They've gone through the surgery. They've they've done all of this. They've taken the drugs and that high that they were first on. Oh, well, this explains everything about me. Well, that's at a time when you're starting to find out about yourself. And so they're preying on these children. And these parents are allowing it to happen. These teachers, parents, coaches, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've got, a, we've got this new experiment. Let's see what we can do with it. It's awful. It is horrible to witness, and when you hear the regret, when people say, you know what, I didn't know at the time, and now I wish I could take all of this back, I will never be the same, and all of the implications as a result of doing something like that that have occurred are horrible. It's so, so sad, because they know that they've been used, and it's an awful, awful situation. They'll never be the same again. And I, I just pray for them and their recovery because in a lot of ways, when you start thinking about it, I mean, this was people that took advantage of them. Oh, I just, anyway. All right, so we're going to switch on over to what they don't want us talking about, right? And this is by Paul Sperry. And I just gave him a shout out over there on, on Twitter. I am so impressed with the conservative journalist who without fail regardless of how they've been attacked and I'm talking about all of them these journalists are amazing they are are great because even though they're being attacked by their peers the media and everything else discredited they are still publishing stories that matter they haven't slowed down not even for a minute Paul Sperry was one of those people in the Twitter files that they shut down his account because he was reporting the facts about the things we're not supposed to talk about. Great follow on Twitter, by the way. I always try to share a lot of my sources because, hey, you know what? They should be recognized. So 
Here you go. Revealed how Obama and Biden laid groundwork for the Afghanistan disaster. Oh, yeah. But if you ask Obama and Biden, it was all Trump. Trump did it. Trump did it. Okay, so here you have it. Uh, this is bad <laughs> because everybody knew, even when they were saying it, how ridiculous it sounded. All right. As his hasty Afghanistan exit looms larger as a strategic blunder, resident Biden is still blaming his predecessor for the debacle, arguing that former President Trump tied his hands. Are you kidding? Yes, that actually happened yesterday. Um, they all got up there and were trying to make it Trump's fault. Even though President Trump had his own his own deal going on, right? I mean, he had a plan. But the Biden administration, they decided to look the other way and leave American citizens there. We had 13 that were killed over there um, That the whole time when they were coming back in their flag-draped coffins. Biden was looking at his watch. All 13 times, okay? That is how disrespectful this man is. So it's Trump's fault. The last president signed an agreement to get out. Biden reminded reporters during last month's marathon while the White House press conference. The truth is it was the other way around. Trump essentially inherited what Biden started nine years ago earlier as vice president, according to White House emails and U.S. officials who investigated his old office's secret dealings with the Taliban. I mean, Biden, <laughs> this is just such a sad situation because anybody that falls for this, and believe me, there are people that do, that really do think that Trump has something to do with it just because the news media says so. Well, Biden had advocated withdrawing from Afghanistan when he served as President Obama's vice president. The White House shared a common goal with the Taliban in ending the war, concerned as it was the long troop deployment looked like an occupation of the Muslim nation because we were there for so long. The Bush family is just hideous. The things that they started, I'm sorry, it's no wonder that Jeb, when he got up there, did he get 3% of the vote? Please clap, Jeb. Yeah, that's why. Everybody has a very sour taste in their mouth when it comes to the Bush family. And it shows. They might as well have been Democrats. I mean, they are warmongers at the core. The damage the, the Bushes have done to our country. Let me tell you something. When you start looking back in the history and all they were involved in, it's no wonder we're seeing what we're seeing today. Anywho going to go on from there but it is true the white house shared the common goal with the taliban on ending the war concerned as it was going to be like an occupation and that's exactly what it looked like then you had antony tony blinken who spearheaded an effort to achieve that goal which included as its centerpiece a once covert plan to spring from the guantanamo bay terrorist prison basically the entire old leadership of the taliban captured by U.S. forces after the 9-11 attacks. So they attempted to blame it, but you had everybody pushing back. 
Now, in 2011, Obama promised to start withdrawing all American forces from Afghanistan. Such a drawdown required engaging with the Taliban in peace talks, Bright noted, for releasing several of their senior leaders and would advance to the administration's negotiating position. So basically, they held them. And I'm sure these prisoners were actually treated better than our January Sixers, but so that they would have hostages to trade. And that's exactly what they did. And here are some of them. The next year, Biden's office floated to the Defense Department and other agencies the idea of trading five Taliban commanders jailed at Gitmo and for Bergdahl. And you had U.S. soldier that was held by the Taliban, who, as you know, was one of those that fleed. Bergdahl did not deserve any of this. But then the defense secretary, Leon Panetta, balked. I opposed the swap, Panetta wrote in his memoir. I did not believe it was, a, it was fair to trade five for one. But Panetta was soon replaced by Chuck Hagel, who was open to the idea. Within months, Hagel taking over the Pentagon in February 2013, the swamp scheme was resurrected. In June 2013, the exiled Taliban government opened a political office. This was in Qatar, and the Obama administration formed the interagency Taliban Reconciliation Group, which made it clear it was interested in releasing the Taliban commanders. Now see, look, they are actually treating terrorists better than they are American citizens. I kid you not. So when you have people up there and they're just clowns that are acting like they care about this country and they're just talk, 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 talk. I mean, once you see this, you're never going to be able to unsee it. And so you had the usual suspects, Kirby for one, who was up there, you know, participating in all of this nonsense. And you're like, how can anybody take this clown seriously? Well, we can't. I mean, you really can't. You even had different news stations that were picking up on the story saying, no, this isn't going to fly. Not, not even at all. We've got clowns running the asylum, and it is exactly what they've always wanted. I mean, when, when you start talking about the blame game. All right, Kirby is over the top. He says, there are four pages of blame on Trump. Lefty reporter slams John Kirby over the NSC report blaming Trump for Biden's deadly Afghanistan withdrawal. This is a huge mark on this residency. Stolen elections have consequences, and I will say this over and over again. You'll hear it because this is a result of that, a direct result. Oh my goodness, we're over time. Oh, all right. Um, I'm going to just finish this up a little bit. But CBS Ed O'Keefe on Thursday blasted NSC spokesperson John Kirby after the NSC released a report blaming Trump for Joe Biden's deadly Afghanistan withdrawal. Well, the Biden National Security Council, NSC, released a shocking report on Holy Thursday blaming President Trump for the for Afghanistan, and it was unbelievable. I mean, everybody just turned around and said, what? How, where did that even come from? Um, people were all asking questions, saying, hey, wh where are you, where is this even, this isn't even a Trump thing. I mean, he did have a plan in place, but you remember these pictures. 
It was a disaster. And the Biden administration is trying to completely distance themselves as far away from it as they possibly can or could. Now, real quick, I just wanted to thank a couple of people. I wanted to thank everybody in chat. And you know what? Happy Good Friday to all of you. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I know we didn't have Cat Turd. He is taking care of Pedro, and I hope he's having a great time. Much deserved little bit of break here. Remember, we're not going to be doing the show um, tomorrow. I mean, not, I mean, on Monday, but tomorrow I will be, I will be doing political rendezvous and you can find that channel by going over to JulesJonesLive.com and that's J-E-W-E-L-S-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E.com. And if you go there, you will find uh, the show and all the different places where I air that show. And we go on into stories such as this. And we go on until we can't do it anymore. I mean, it just we just go in deep dives and do our thing together. But I just wanted to thank those who have uh, donated to today's show. I really appreciate that. It helps us go here. And those people are, here we go, CLK. Have a peaceful, blessed, and joyous Easter weekend. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to try to hit everybody because you got to see it yesterday and firsthand what happened to, to our chat room. Sometimes it just completely disappears. Poof, and it's gone. And you got to see it for yourself. We have Bronze Cowgirl who says, stand up for the real women. We're not putting up with fake women that are really man, men. I know. I, I can't even believe we got to this point. I, every single day, I'm like, what are we even having this conversation about? Start your own league. You know what? I mean, there are a lot of women that want and can do better than men in certain sports. And hey, have at it. Do it. But don't bring them in. Then we've got Burrito Boy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to everyone. We have Crow Marty who says, no rant. I am far too polite, just like Cat Turd. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great to see you. Thank you for coming to the show. We appreciate it. And a lot of people have asked me, how do I donate? Well, you can always go to our website. You can go to inthelitterbox.com or you can you can donate here. You have to be signed in though. That's the big that's the big thing. If you're not signed in, you can always find out if you are by going to the top and see where it says signed out. That means I'm signed in, which means I can donate. So, uh, and I'll show you, I'll go through it again because a lot of people are like, I didn't really get it the last time. Jules and Cat Turd Rock, Graz Yaz for all you guys do. Thank you. Gracias, I think is what you're trying to say. It's G-R-A-Z-Z-Y-A-Z-Z. -Z -Z. I would say gracias, Graz Yaz. I don't know. But anyway, that's from Red Franz. Thank you very much. She is a monthly supporter and also a whale. And let's see who else we have here on this wonderful Good Friday. Um, let me get in here. I'm just trying to get everybody. Okay, we have Tri-Stater72. I enjoy Jules, Cat Turd, and all the littermates. All I can say is that the elites and those in power on all sides don't care about any of us. And hopefully more people wake up to that. Completely agree. It's a uniparty. And the only people that benefit from the party 
is themselves and the American people are waking up to that. And they may be able to fool a lot of these college students or high schoolers or what have you, but they're, they're not fooling us and they hate the fact that we know all that they're doing. So no, there is not going to be a show on Monday, just so everyone knows. When we were planning out the weekend, we had decided that Monday, I've got a lot of people in town too, and so it was either Friday or Monday, and we opted with Monday. So we will not have a show on Monday. I just want to make sure that everybody knows, no show on Monday. You're going to get a break that day, and I'm sure there's going to be nothing but breaking news, and we're going to be going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, you've got to be kidding. It looks like we have got, is Twitter files actually trending now? We have got a new drop. So I guess we know what we will be doing tomorrow. Um, Wow, I believe so. It looks like we may have one. Interesting. Um, It's up there anyway. Let me see. Let me move over there real quick. You know what? It's never a dull moment. I have 19. But I don't know why the Twitter files are trending. Here you go. I'm looking for them. This would be Twitter files 19, but five hours ago, Glenn Greenwald said, so yes, in hundreds of tweets and articles reporting the Twitter files, there were a couple of errors that Tahibi instantly corrected. That's how you build trust and integrity with readers. It's what MSNBC, CNN, and other liberal medias almost never do. That's the truth, too. You know what? They never retract something. We make mistakes on the show. Sometimes these parody articles, they get us, too. And the next day we come right out or underneath the show, we'll say, hey, you know what? We have to retract that. And and we do it immediately so that we don't lose, you know, all of that. We, we hate, we don't like being fake news. You would think that they would stand up to the same to the same standard, but they don't. They just move right on past it. They create a narrative, and then, you know what? It's there for good. They Or they retract it in a really small way. People have to actually claim, you know, threaten to go to court. All right, couple of other little personal things. I received the most amazing gifts this week, and I just want to show them to you because it just meant the world to me. Um, I was telling you how we get things in our mailbox, and this was a beautiful story. And I'm going to read it. Um, Jules, my parents and I would like for you to have this flag as a thank you for your continued fight for our country. We enjoy listening to your podcast and the information you provide. My dad is a veteran, and he is a Vietnam veteran, and he makes the flags for veterans in our area. Thank you for all you do. And that is from Lori, and it is so beautiful. I'm going to show you. This took I cannot tell you how much time, and it's so much bigger than it looks in this picture. I'm going to put it above my desk in my office. It is stunning, absolutely stunning. I cannot thank you and your family enough for doing this for me. I, it just, I had to, I had handsome in, in one purse. I had this huge box walking down the street. <laughs> Because I walked that day, of course, and in the other hand, and I was I was definitely clearing traffic, and not for the right reasons. But this just meant the absolute world to me. Now at Lori two seventeen, and that is her handle on Truth and also on Twitter. She is the one who put my little dude in in this little outfit, which I mean the sunglasses. 
And it is the cutest thing. I cannot wait um, until I get these cards out to my friends. I'm gonna show you just a couple of pictures. They're a little bit bigger. But here, she, Lori217, got him these glasses, which are just so much fun. And here he is again. And you know what? He really doesn't mind them. Sometimes he does mind stuff whenever I get a little, you know, out there because I love to dress him up. But most of the time, no, he's just quite the little trooper. So, yeah. And then I got the most amazing another letter and it was incredible another box and i'm going to tell you the story about this one because it really just touched me and so i mean i was just so touched by the whole thing and this is from mother of pearl and the story of it is incredible so she put this together and you know with mother of pearl you you, ju you just she's always sending all of these beautiful stories and just uplifting conversations and i just cannot thank her enough so what it's about her dad actually did this and it's this cross and the story reads like this just so everyone knows let me see where i can get my everything up here so that I can look at everything. All right, so happy April, she says. I can't believe how fast this year is flying by. Where did the last three months go? I wanted to share a story with you and a pocket cross. This cross was made by my dad from scrap of wood from a giant cross he made for the church that lays on top of a coffin used during funerals. My dad never wasted anything. His time, talent, knowledge, scrap wood. He was a giver of all three and loved sharing whatever he had with people. My dad was a master mechanic by trade, lived a simple life, a man who loved working with his hands, building, fixing, creating things. His talents were endless. Before he died, he was on fake book, which we all refer to fake book as, to watch his favorite grandkids from afar. LOL, yes, my three. He also followed a man by the name of Lee Schlalander the police chief for a tiny town in Kenyon, Minnesota, 15 miles away my from my dad. My dad loved his post and Lee had a gift for writing. Lee was also a common sense support your community type of leader. When my dad started getting sicker, he told my sister that he had always wished they could have met. My sister made a call and planned several visits, which had to be rescheduled. On a whim, my sister called Lee and said that she would be going to our hometown to have my dad help my nephew with the carburetor for his car, picture included. My sister and nephew arrived and shortly after, Lee showed up at my parents' home. They had coffee and talked as my dad thanked him for his wonderful posts. They shared stories as both served in the military, not war stories as neither were fans of war, but how they landed where they did and when they got back to the states so now you know a little bit about lee the man who wrote the cross maker and now you know a little bit about my dad the actual cross maker thanks for letting me share this story and please accept one of the few remaining pocket crosses made by him they aren't perfect neither was my dad but he was perfect in my eyes and i miss him every single day 
That is so sweet. I can't even, I can't even believe it. And thank you for sharing such a beautiful, beautiful thing with me. I cannot tell you how much that meant to me and means to me. And you just really blew me away. When, when I read this, I just thought to myself, am I going to be able to get through this? <laughs> and I almost was not able to, but here is a beautiful picture of the two of them together and i just i think it's awesome and you absolutely made my easter like you always do so that is our sweet sweet story and how we're going to end this good friday so i love you all very very much thank you for joining me and putting up with me i know i'm not crying no you're crying i know i'm having that moment too trust me it's hard it's hard up here sometimes but thank you at lori 217 very similar story i think we all grew up in such an incredible environment i miss that america I, I really do. I want that one back. I want that back for the future of our country, for the, the kids, for our families. We need to get back to things that we remember, the salt of the earth. Um, but you all make it wonderful. You all make it happen. And it's because of how you're raising your children that it will continue to. This is why the left doesn't like us, right? Because we, tr we hold true to our values. Anyway, it's been a wonderful show. I will see you tomorrow on Political Rendezvous. It starts at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And we will start our deep dives and just go on until we can't go on any longer. And it's also on Rumble. So if you haven't subscribed to that channel and this channel, please make sure that you do so. And then I also had Speckled Boots who donated twice yesterday. I could not even believe it. But somebody, and I'm going to tell you who that somebody was, because another Lori, I have so many Lori's in my life now. It's amazing. Um, but Lori A. Young, she was able and wrote down before we clicked off and I lost the chat, who donated. And so Speckled Boots donated twice. Thank you so, so much for that as well. I appreciate it more than you know. I've got everybody that's going to start writing this stuff down. Uh, Renee McCurry's like, oh my gosh, I'll be on the lookout because you never know what's going to happen here. Um, anyway, have a wonderful rest of your day. Be safe, be kind to one another, and we will see you later. See you tomorrow.